Well, welcome, Dan. Thanks, man. Um, we got um, we got a little bit to talk about. We're going to be talking about the topic of hindsight. Um, Correct. You and I were. Um, I was driving home a couple of days ago from work, and we were on a chat, and we're like, "Hey, what's on your heart?" And you said, "You said something. You you said, hey, like looking back, remembering things, regretting things.'" And I'm like, "Well, we can call that." hindsight and as we started to talk about it there was a lot um to talk about in there but they say that um you know you might have heard the expression hindsight is 2020 um or like you know looking back you can see 2020 what experiences have you had in your life that make you feel like that saying is true where you might not have kind of seen the full picture in the moment but when you look back you're like oh yeah i, I get why that happened or why that didn't happen or why that was better or worse or hmm. um just before we do get into that i want to read out the the definition of hindsight because um, yeah. this like when me and chads were chatting about this topic um i kept explaining what hindsight actually is but i didn't know the word um so for all of those who are like what what the heck is hindsight? It is understanding, it's the understanding of a situation or event only after it has happened or developed. Cool. Are we are we all on the same page now? I can see thumbs up, please. Yep. You wanna, do you want to read it again? That's a good, uh, I like that actually. Okay, cool. <laughs> let's, let's read that again. So hindsight is the understanding of a situation or event only after it has happened or developed. That's perfect. Yeah, all right. What, what do you feel has happened to you where you can apply that definition? You're like, oh, yeah, I only got that like after the fact kind of thing. Yeah, cool. A couple of situations come to mind, but actually I'm going to choose one from today because yeah. um, uh, it was a bit crazy and I was annoyed. Um, but looking back now, it's actually, it worked out. Um, I was out on site today up in Craigieburn, which mm. was an emergency site visit. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, I'm only covering like suburbs in the south and the east. I had to go north and it was like an hour and a half drive to Craigieburn. I wasn't meant to go there. Um, and then I was going to finish the day in the office. Um, my office is in Port Melbourne, meaning if I left work at five, I would have been home at six. And then I would still would have had to have dinner and like set up all the worship stuff and whatever. And as I was um, out in uh, Craigieburn, I get a call like, we've got an emergency site visit. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Um, and they're like, your, your emergency site visit is in Springville. So I obviously had to go because the client was down, helped them, you know, got everything sorted. But what actually happened is I didn't go have to go back to the office. Um, I went straight home and I was home at like quarter to five, which gave me so much more time um, to, to prepare all that worship equipment there um, and get things ready. And I, I, and I actually had a bit of trouble setting it up. Um, so had I been home at six, we wouldn't have had, I don't think we would have had worship tonight or would have had worship with really bad audio. Um, so in hindsight, um, it actually worked out for the best. And yeah, I, I was super annoyed 
uh, at the time and oh yeah emergency site visit clients down blah blah I'm like nah man I don't want to go but now that I look back I'm like I'm glad this client went down <laughs> so I could come back and, and do this yeah well I, I guess that's really it for us it's hindsight because we can't see forward like I think that's the thing if you could see what it was going to look like at 5 30 6 o'clock when you got home you would have chosen that from the start of the day but or you probably would have you're like hey yep i know that we're going to have some trouble in worship i know that we're going to um you know be slow to start um i i need to go to this client instead of this client because they're going to allow me to come home earlier if you had all the facts you'd be able to make that choice and i guess that's where we see god sitting in all of this is he's the one who sees the entire timeline and he makes decisions based on the entire timeline, but you can only see right now and what's behind you. And that's why hindsight is such an interesting topic because it can still inform what we do in the future, even though we don't see the future. So I think um, it's, it's really interesting topic, but what made it come to mind when we were talking in the car? Um, what was the thing that prompted you to, to bring this Yeah. Um, when, when we spoke on the phone, we were like, what topic should we do, blah, blah, blah. Um, hindsight has been on my mind for like the last little bit. And I was actually thinking of writing like a little blog um, just on social media because, yeah, it's, um, it was like a topic that I, I really wanted to talk about. Um, no particular reason, but I feel like lately... I've been hearing the phrase, if only I could have known. Hearing, like, hearing that phrase, if only I could have known, um, it, it's something that, like, I, I sort of look back on my life and, um, like, if only I could have known, blah, whether it was uni, my ATAR, my school, mm. my work, um, so that phrase really kind of like flashed me back over the last few years and like does it really matter now that i know where i'm at or i would have known where i'm gonna be does that make sense so now now that you've arrived at the destination will it matter if you knew beforehand where you were going is that what you're saying I'm i sorry. think no 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 i think it's just when you're in the moment and it's it's hindsight like um, sorry, when you're in the moment and you don't know what's coming, yeah, it becomes like you're in in the, a lost territory, really. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was at uni and like I'm graduating. And this, I I have no idea like what next, what the next step is. Um, I didn't know, like I didn't want to work and I didn't want to do anything. Um. And at the end of it is just, I didn't do anything. Like, and it was a good time. Like I, I look back now and I don't regret it. Mm. Um, but with all the pressure, whether from our culture or from uh, just people talking to you, it's like, oh, you're going to take a year off or six months off, blah, blah. And like all that pressure piles up. And at the end of it, you're like, oh, I should have worked. I should have blah, 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 and done this and done that. But it's all from the pressure. But now looking back, I'm like, I'm glad I took six months off and did nothing. I 
I literally did nothing other than ministry. That was it for six months. That's not nothing. Well, yeah, you're right. But but the fact that I, I didn't study, I didn't work, I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. I had so much free time. Other other than, obviously than the time I was doing spending ministry. Um, but I didn't do anything, and it was good. And it turned out fine. But yeah, yeah that's a that's a this. That's you looking back in hindsight. For somebody else, that might not have been the right decision. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, a, it's an interesting thing because to me, hindsight is about making sense of past experiences and learning from them. Because a lot of the time, I can look into my past and not learn a single thing from it. I don't look at it the right way. I don't think about it the right way. Either it becomes super negative and I just you know, I think of everything that I regret and I don't like this and I wish I would have done this. And it just becomes this toxic, heavy thing that just kind of weighs you down. Uh, Or you don't think about it at all and you don't learn anything from it. Um, You don't, you just, I just live in the moment or YOLO or whatever. Like that's, that's not, I don't see that as as being the point. For me, um, there are a lot of kind of pivotal experiences that have happened and looking back on them now, I, exactly like you say, in the moment, I was like, I have no idea where this is going and, and what, you know. Yeah, exactly. You told me when I, was, when I was eight years old, you're going to move overseas to a country the language, that you've never heard of, the language of which you've never spoken in your life. You're going to go to university. You're going to study this. You're going to work in this job, you're going to have this ministry, you're going to meet these friends. And I would have said, you're crazy. Like all I knew was this, this tiny friendship circle, my, my local school, like, you know, having koshari every second night. It was like, it was, it was a good, it was a good, <laughs> but who could have imagined that it would look like this? And in the moment though, all of those decisions seemed so like desperate to me. Like, um, a story like when I was seven was when I experienced the, the, the um, what you would call a crush. The first time I ever had a crush, I was seven years old. The girl, so let's, uh, let's call her Stacy. Her name is not Stacy, but let's call her Stacy. I was seven, she was seven. And, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I love this girl. We're going to get married. Uh, and I, I was seven. What, what, <laughs> right so um and um and yeah the the like looking at it now what ended up happening is i left cairo when i was 10 and then i went back when i was 18 and i met stacy again right and i was like wow we have become such different human beings and it it would have been it, it wouldn't have worked one i'm not staying in the country and god knew that not that I was making plans to get married at seven, but just all of those things that you think are going to work out a certain way, but because God sees the full picture, it's like, no, that's, that's, that's not what's going to happen mm. at all. And it's like, you know, in that moment, you're heartbroken. You're like, no, I lost everything and this will never happen again. And you're seven and you're like, you know, the world is absolutely falling apart. But it happened again with like year 12, what am, kind of like you were saying, what am I going to get? Which uni am I going to go to? How is this all going to turn out? And if I knew, hey, 10 years from when I was at uni, I was going to be where I am now. It's like, man, mm. relax. Like, it's going to be. And so when God says, hey, peace, 
be still. Those things have so much more meaning when you look back and you go, look how faithful he's been in every single step of the way. He has made the right call every single time. I'm the one who hasn't made the right call, but he knew every single time where the right call was. And that's where like my comfort is. So for me, hindsight is about being able to look back and learn from those experiences. But the thing that gets me is that I only have my, like, if I just look at my experience, I feel like that's so limited. Like I've only lived 27 years. I've only had a certain amount of experiences. I've only lived in certain places in the world and interacted with certain people and read certain books. Right. But I still have a whole future ahead of me and it can be made much better or much worse by what I know, what I've learned and where I'm going. Right. So to me, it's like, can I tap into, and this is the question, can I tap into somebody else's hindsight and learn from that? Not just from my own. A hundred percent. I think if you're not doing that, you're not living a great life. If you're only going to rely on your experiences and your personal like bubble, how are you going to grow? Like, you, okay, let's say you will grow, but your growth is going to like be that much. It's you're going to learn from one experience rather than you asking, you know, your close ones. So like, I'll be asking you, I'll be asking my parents, I'll be asking my brother. They would have had very different experiences and like they've already it like this event that I'm going through has already happened with them. So they kind of already know what I will go through. So yeah. when, when, when you're asking these people, um, Hey, like I'm going through this and I need help, blah, blah, blah. They've already got the answer for you. And nine times out of 10, it's not the answer you want, yeah. but the right one. And that, that, that's what makes the difference. I, I feel a lot of us just are scared to confide in someone, to have a chat with someone that's deep and, and personal and meaningful. And like, you've got to have somebody in your life, whether it's your parents, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a pastor, um, those people, when you do life with them, they really help you through um, those situations. I think you're, you're absolutely right. It's, there are so many experiences that I haven't had in my life yet. Like John and Dave have had kids. And so when it's time, I'll be able to ask them for advice, rather than go through it on my own and there's pitfalls along mm -hmm. the way. It's like, hey, these people have gone through those pitfalls before you. Mm. And they can say, hey, watch out for this. Make sure you don't step into that one. Like, don't fall for that one kind of thing. And you deprive yourself because their hindsight is your foresight. Does that make sense? What mm. they're looking at behind them is what you're looking at in front of you. But they can give you directions, right? So from my point of view, the, the ultimate like roadmap of what has already happened, but it's still in front of me. It hasn't happened to me yet. It happened to someone else. Mm -hmm. It's the Bible. I've got 6,000 years of people who have lived their lives, all sorts of different experiences. There's this, this, this beautiful verse in Hebrews 13, verse 7. It says this, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. 
I think that's that's such a cool. It's like because a leader, right? I'm not, not just talking about a youth leader. Just a leader is is a person who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way, right? So. In other words, if they're leading me, then they're leading me to somewhere. I actually want to follow them to that place, whatever that is. I want to be hopefully where they are in some time in the future from now, right? So he's saying, hey, if you want to go that way too, look at them. Like, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Watch how they live and copy them because they're going through the experience before you go through it. So you learn and you go, oh yeah, okay, I see that when you do this, it, it enables you to do this. It gives you this good outcome, right? And by the opposite token, in the Bible, you get the opposite of that. You get, hey, when you do this, this really, really bad thing keeps happening. So I probably shouldn't do that, right? Like you don't have to touch the fire yourself to know that it burns. You can see that somebody else touched it and it's burnt then. You don't have to go through it again. You can mm -hmm. learn from it. Do you know what I mean? Is there like a specific kind of scenario that you've experienced where you're like, oh yeah, the Bible came in handy for kind of teaching me what to do in this situation or not do in this situation because I already know what the outcome was going to be. Like I didn't have to explore it myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, I think more than like a direct reference, I think the way God just took me through um, from like graduating school, like finishing year 12, then going to uni, that was a whole process within itself. Um, had a crappy ATAR, um, didn't get the course I wanted straight out of school. And I did a year of photography. Um, nothing with what I'm doing now, um, but I look back now as like, that was still a fun year. Like, sure, I could have spent less time at uni and um, not waste, wasted it. But when you look back, no, it was a great year. I was meant to be there. I was meant to talk to the people I talked to. Um, and now I'm still doing what I love and what I wanted to do from, from the start. But this is just like a very quick story. But when, when I was going through it, like I'm, I'm a fresh graduate out of year 12. I just looked at my ATAR. It's crap. <laughs> and you just, you broke down. I was crying. I'm like, I have no future. This is not like what I wanted. So what, what, do, what do I do now? And it comes back to that point of I'm lost. I, I don't know what to do. Um, but as God puts people into your life and it was mom at the time she's like she's the one who found my photographer no she's the one who found my it course but she was also the one who encouraged me uh during that time between the photography between school and photography starting and it i was just in a downward spiral at the time of I don't want to do this or this is not my first choice. Look, it's something I enjoy, but I don't see my career being that. Um, it's something I, I do for fun, not, not what I ultimately want to do. But you look back and the people that were involved, whether it's mom or dad, 
it's just it's always encouragement it's always we've been there we've done that and god's just gonna pull you through it and you know things started and i was enjoying the heck out of photography um things were fun i was having fun i met a lot of people that i actually wouldn't have met like in my it in my it course i met like 10 people and i walked out with one friend if if i if i see the like any of the photography guys i will go see say hi it, it was that like it was a it was a good group fun group everyone was just down to have fun um so yeah you look back and god just provides so much peace um through your life but again it comes back to that point of you need people you you can't do it yourself well that's going off of that like how did that what did that relationship what did that journey teach you about god what did it teach you about yourself what did it teach you about your family uh what's funny is it taught me that god's got you no matter what but why that why that is funny is because i didn't learn from it the first time <laughs> yeah, i don't think yeah i think it's um, rare that someone learns yeah that. no we we i mean i finished um i finished uni i finished photography and then i'm i'm going into it and then i finished it and it's like I had that same feeling of like, now what? Mm. But it was a bit easier because I did know God has me. That, and that was the difference where you just, you know, he's got you. So the first time was like, nah, I'm, I'm wrecked, I'm stuffed, this is bad. The second time is like, I'm wrecked, I'm stuffed, but I know I'm safe. And, and that's the difference is, and that's the difference with life experiences as well is, you go through it and God still shows you that he is faithful. He is good and he will pull you through it no matter what. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a ongoing battle, not battle. What's the word? It's an ongoing conversation with God. Yeah. Um, that he's always pulling you in, pulling you through and that you've just got to take it as it comes. Yeah, uh, what you said reminds me of kind of how David reacts in the Psalms, where um, I don't have the verse in front of me, but whenever he's in trouble, he talks to God by reminding God of what he's done in the past and reminding himself of what he's done in the past. It's like, you know, Lord, these people want to kill me, but you protect your people like you protected this person and this person and this person. This could have happened hundreds of years before David, but to David, it's like, hey, Lord, this isn't new for you. This isn't a surprise to you. You've done this before. And with each time his faith grows, but you're right, with each, it's an ongoing, I like, I like that phrase, it's an ongoing conversation because I remember Chris, my friend Chris, um, talked about faith like kind of coming up to the edge of this cliff and there's heaps of fog um, in front of you and you can, you can kind of just see your feet, but you can't see anything else in front of you. And you hear God say, take a step. And everything inside you is telling you that there is just thin air under your foot. And as soon as you move, you're gonna fall off the cliff. 
But then, you know, you have this huge debate inside you and you're like, oh, what do I do? I can't do it, blah, blah. And eventually you muster up the courage and the faith to take a step. And as soon as you do, you find that your foot lands on solid ground. And you're like, God, you're so good. I'm so happy. This was an amazing experience. My faith has grown. You're so faithful, you know, and you're like, you feel so close to God in that moment. As soon as that calms down, the fog comes back in. And God says, now take another one. And, and the same, you begin to wrestle with yourself again. You're like, no, but this time it's going to be thin air. It's going to let me, you know what I mean? And you, the human part of you continues to have that struggle. But he's never let anybody's foot slip in 6,000 years of his. And that's, that's why hindsight is such a gorgeous thing. Because David looks at it and he's like, you've been faithful. You are faithful. You will continue to be faithful. Like, I'm not going to be the exception that you let down. I'm not going to be the one who falls through the cracks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Such a comforting thing. But to me, what can become really toxic is when I look at my past and I try to make sense of it without God in the picture. <laughs> or just like, and, or I just kind of stop at where my life is right now and I don't see... Um, and because like you're reflecting on your experiences now and you're like hey that was a good year and those six months were enjoyable and whatever but you're only a couple of years down the track from that time like 10 years from now you'll have even more perspective you'll have even more hindsight you'll say wow if I hadn't done that or if this happened or whatever like you'll be able to say more you'll be able to extract more from that experience right um when I when I look at it um I was talking to Joel, my, my friend at work this morning, and I'm like, hey, tonight we're going to be talking about you know, hindsight. And he's like, oh, hindsight, literally. And he's like, oh, hindsight. Um, every believer should fix their eyes on one thing in the past, the cross. And I was just like, great. Oh, walk away. No, that's it. Yeah, walk away. Because the, and I was thinking about it on the way home from work, and I'm like, the cross has everything you need to learn from the, like, it's just, it is the ultimate draw card of when you look back, because the cross doesn't just have your past. The cross has your future. Mm -hmm. The cross has the full spectrum of, and when God looks at you, he looks at you through the eyes of what Christ did on the cross. So when Jesus was there, God looks at your past because it's like, hey, he looks at your present and he looks at your future and he deals with all three on the cross with Jesus. And so it's like, hey, everything I need to know, everything I need to learn is back there. And so what I mean by focusing on my past or myself without that being the centerpiece of my focus, I'm going to draw the wrong conclusion out of my experience. Oh, I got a bad ATAR. I'm worthless. There's no hope for me. There's no like... God doesn't love me or care about me. It's like, wait, wait a second. If your eyes go to, yeah, my ATAR was rubbish and I could have done better and I should have studied more and blah, 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 blah. But hey, by the way, that didn't phase God. It didn't stop him. Look at what happened on the cross. My worth, my identity, because my, when I look at my past, there's a lot more failure than there is good stuff. It's just, let's just be honest. There's a lot more screwing up than there is, man, I'm proud of that. Yeah, 100%. And so when I look back, if I, all I see is just that, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a failure. I've screwed up so many things so many times. And there are so many lessons I could have and should have learned, and I didn't. I made that mistake again and again and again and again. 
but I look back and there's this other thing in my past. That's the cross. And all of that is answered. All of those failures get wrapped up with a nice bow and covered by the cross, completely taken away by it. And I, I wouldn't bear thinking about the past. I wouldn't bear looking back if the cross didn't color the picture. Do you know what I mean? If the cross didn't give context to my history, it would be a horrible history. Like there were, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you see the same? Like, what are your reflections on that? I really like that. I mean, what Joe said is all we need. Joe's a legend, man. Yeah, I, I've met him a couple of times, actually. He is a good guy. Um, but yeah, all we need to look back on is the cross. And I think we forget that all the time. Um, we don't realize what the cross actually means. We don't, um, we forget what the cross means and that our lives are saved because of it. Mm. We go out day to day. It's like, oh, I can live my life. I can do whatever I want. Um, but that's not the case. We, we, we kind of treat the cross as a vending machine. Um, we, whenever we need God, it's like, oh God, please forgive me, I sinned. Okay, well, what about the 20 other times during work that you swore or that you didn't do, or that you, yeah, that you just sinned? Well, are you going to ask for forgiveness as well? Or are you, oh, I'm God, I need a new car. Are you just asking me because you want a new car now? Or is it actually a relationship that you're doing with God that, you're giving him back as well, his glory, and you're worshipping him. And I think the crazy thing about that is that your worship doesn't come from being rigid. Like your worship doesn't come from being, I stuffed this up, I need to go to God, and I need to apologize for the 50 times that I messed up today, which we do. We're like, hey, but you, you, you don't do that because of like, oh, like, I'm going to apologize so I can get the car or whatever. No, like the, the crazy thing about the cross is the way that God gets you to worship, the way that he captures your heart is that, hey, I knew about the 50 screw-ups today and yesterday and the day before. And by the way, I know about tomorrow's ones too. I still chose you. I still said I want you in spite of all that. And so it's like, instead of you being focused on, oh, I messed up and I got it like, it's like, I know, I, I, in fact, I knew all of them and I covered all of them. And the fact that he knew that you were going to betray him and he still loves you, still accepted you, still, and he's still there and he doesn't go away is, is just, that's what makes you worship. That's what goes, why, like, how? Why me? Like, I don't deserve this. And so th those, when you start to sing those songs, they start to really have, meaning because you're like man i i am not a good person i really am not but god in his infinite mercy sent someone to take my place took my past and gave me a new future and that's the bet like and without christ there's that beautiful verse of all things work together for good to those who love god and were called according to his purpose those who belong to him it's like hey my past my present my future are working out to give God glory and for my best interest to actually be outworked. 
right, in this life. And it might not look like what I think is the best interest in this particular period of time. But when I'm on the other side, I'll look back. And what you were saying before was, was really cool because it's like, hey, if I'd known, then I would have made this decision or this decision or whatever. And other people say that from a regret point of view. I wish I didn't do this because then I wouldn't be in this position, right? So it's like when we're in eternity with God, we're going to be able to look back with his 2020 vision. We're going to be like, oh, so that's why you wanted me to do that. So that's, and you're not going to get all of that in this life. Like you're not going to know all the answers on this side of eternity. But I think that's, that's the motivation for obeying God is if you were in his position, if you could see everything that he sees, you wouldn't make different decisions. You would make the same decisions as he did. Yeah. You'd be like, but right now you're like, no, I, I know better. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go that way, which is why the Bible is important because it's like, hey, I've already told you where to go and I've already done all the calculations. I've already seen where it's going to go. So, so don't go left. Trust me. You're going to want to go right. But, but we don't do that, do we? Yeah. Why don't we do that then? We're stubborn. Yeah, we are. Um, we, we just want to do what we want to do. I mean, I thinking of a biblical reference, actually, I wonder if Jonah actually knew whether like um, Nineveh would turn back. Like, would, would he have gone? I don't know. That, that example just popped in my head. And I'm like, because we know Jonah, Jonah was stubborn during his, his whole trip in the fish, getting spit out and still not wanting to go. Yeah. And from the start, he didn't want to go and went south rather than going north. I wonder if Jonah knew the outcome, would he have gone? I think, you know what? That's, that's like a whole other conversation. Yeah, it is. But I, I think, I actually think he did know the outcome because he's like, I don't want to do this because if I do it, God will save them and I want them dead. That was the extent to which Jonah was stubborn. Like Jonah was like, dude, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I want to see them suffer. Like that's how... That was his, that was his mentality. That was literally what he was saying is like, if I preach to them, they're going to turn back and then you're not going to bring the judgment on them. Mm. They don't deserve to live. You should kill them. Like that was, that's, that's like a crazy, crazy level of stubborn. Um, and, and a completely like losing sight of the heart of God for, for a person from Jonah's perspective there. But, um, I've got, I've got a couple of verses here that I thought were, um, really relevant to this topic when I was thinking about it. I just want to share them just so that we have a biblical grounding for our discussion and it isn't just Shady and Dan's opinion. Uh, James 1, 22 says this, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not, the word being the Bible, but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Mm. I feel like this happens to us a lot. And I know from conversations that you and I have had outside of this topic, it's like, hey, man, I, I know that this is probably not the best, but I screwed up again kind of thing. Like, it's like, I, I, I know. And I, and I just had a recent experience that proved to me that this was a bad idea. And yet here we are again. Do you know what I mean? Like, and so, hey, the, the, what James is encouraging here is don't just listen to the word don't just understand what it's saying 
do it. Save yourself from the next pitfall by actually doing it. Like there's a, there's a, there's a, the Bible and, and your walk with God isn't this passive thing. It's not kind of sitting down. The, the bit that caught my attention was this idea of the mirror. We're thinking about hindsight. It's like, hey, I can learn from these experiences. I can look back mm. and I can actually learn something. But if I look back and I go, well, I messed up and then just kind of go away and do the same thing again, you haven't learned anything. You haven't. Yeah, a really, a really cool thing that was told to me once by my uncle um, is like, when you're looking back, as you said, it's a mirror. Just re- imagine you're driving. You're not driving forward and staring at your mirror. You're going to crash. Yeah, yeah. You're as, exactly right. And when when you're looking back, you're not moving forward and you're looking back at what happened. You're going to crash. You need to be just glancing at the mirror. You need to just learn from what happened, take what happened into consideration and apply it going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good, that's a really good point. In, in this verse though, it's talking about the mirror here is the Bible showing you what's inside of yourself. Um, and it helps you make sense of your past. It's like the flashlight that you use to look into a dark room full of things that you don't understand or can't see. And that's, that's the thing, like inside my heart, even though it's my own heart, there's so much inside it that I don't understand. Even though it's my own mind, even though it's my own past, there is so much inside of it that I can't make sense of. Like, yeah, all this stuff happened to me and I think all of this stuff, but I don't actually know until you bring God's word into it, until you bring the flashlight into it, until you bring the mirror into it. And you're like, I can see, I can see a lot more than I did before and I can make sense of it. Um, a lot more than I did before. Not of everything, not at, like I said, not everything on this side of eternity, but I can begin to actually make sense of something that way. Um, Just adding on to that point, Romans 15, for, uh, verse 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that yeah. through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, uh, we might have hope. Yeah. So in other words all the stories that were given in the past were for you to learn from. So it's like God is saying, Hey, I'm not just giving you the experiences of your lifetime, but the experiences of thousands of other people in their lifetime. And you can see the outcome of that and you can choose to follow this way or you can choose to follow this way because you can see where it ends. Like that's the thing. You can actually see where it ends, but you choose to pretend that you don't and you live like, no, it's YOLO. Like it's, I'm, and that's the thing that we've got like a minute left. So we'll, we'll wrap this up really quickly so we can take questions. But I feel like we look at our past and we look at the past of others as well. The experience of others, if you like, but we think of ourselves as the exception. Mm. Like I, I'm, I'm not, that's fine. I'm going to drink, but I'm not going to get drunk. It's never going to happen. I'm never going to be dependent on alcohol. I'm going to take one look, but I'm never going to get addicted to porn. I'm going to do, it's like, dude, who do you think you are? Like, you are not, you are not the exception here. You are not the special one. I'm going to get into this relationship really young, but we're not going to touch each other. That's very cute and very wrong. There's, there's no, like, we always look at everybody else and we're like, yeah, but that was them. If I was in the garden instead of Adam and Eve, I wouldn't have taken the fruit except all of us stand in front of the same tree every day and we take the, we take the fruit. 
So it's like, God is trying to show you, hey, there are patterns here. There's people have gone through this before. They've made these decisions before. Look back and learn. Look back and learn. Don't look back to despair. Don't look back, look back and actually take something for your, exactly like you're saying, Dan, take something for your future. Um, you can shape a lot by actually looking back and learning from that. Um, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a really, really special thing. I just want to um, end on this note. There's a verse here about the Bible. Um, and it's Paul talking to Timothy from 2 Timothy 3, verse 14. He says this, But as for you, continue in, one you, in what you've learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. Again, it's this whole like, hey, these people went this way before you and you trust them, hold on to it because it's, it's reliable, it's trustworthy. And how from infancy, from when you were a baby, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in, faith in Christ Jesus. Not just salvation from hell, but salvation in your day-to-day -day life, from all the different pitfalls that you can fall into. That's what the scripture is able to do. And then verse 16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the servant of God might be thoroughly equipped to do every good work. That's, that's the summary of not just hindsight, but foresight and every other kind of sight for me is when I look into the Bible, it gives me the full, um, the full kind of spectrum. And I don't know about you, but, you know, thinking about Ravi Zacharias who just passed away. Yeah. Like when I get to the end of my life and I look back, I want to see that. I think there's, there's just, there's two paths. I can either stand in front of Christ at the end of it all. And he goes, Hey, well done. Good and faithful servant which are the most amazing words that you can hear at the end of a life. The alternative of that um, is that I have an eternity to think about how I could have come to Christ, but didn't how I had so many opportunities to turn back, but I didn't, I have an eternity to think about everything that I could have done, but didn't. And that's what hell is. That's why, that's why, that's what the torment is. The torment is that, I can see all of it and I can't change any of it. Mm. Think about how horrific that feeling is. And it's like, no, we're still alive. We're still here. It's still today. And that's an amazing privilege. We, don't, we can actually look at the future and go, what, which one do you want? And change it from now. Do you know what I mean? So you can have hindsight almost from all the way up there. Um, when you go, hey, when I'm, when I'm gone, what do I want to look back and see? And use that hindsight to actually inform how you're going to continue to live the rest of your future. I guess those, those are my closing two cents, but any, any last comments from you? No, I think you closed it off pretty well there. <laughs> Respect.